Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us. We've got a lot to get to, so let's start right away. Randy Rocky joining us from Swan Financial, and you can reach Randy anytime. They really do a great job getting your loan to the closing table, and you can reach Randy and his team at 64507 Three six, And if you're looking for a place to close your loan, the guy to talk to is with us as well, Chuck Crosby. He owns the Crosby Law Offices. They do a great job. And Chuck is quite, well, let's just say he gets the job done, but with a smile on his face. And you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Gentlemen, thank you for joining today. And my... And myself, Bob Sekoler, you can reach me anytime uh, to get your home listed or just to talk about the process free of charge, no obligation. I come out, we talk and figure out the plan and you can reach me at 376-5483. Well, right off the top, after weeks of rising interest rates, mortgage rates are now falling. The 30-year fixed rate mortgage averaged about 5.10% this past week. That's according to Freddie Mac reports. So Randy, Rocky, what's the story? What if we go up, we go down. It's like a balloon with hot air and falling. What's going on? Yeah, so you know uh, this inflation thing is uh, it's tough to tackle. So we're having a we're, it's going to be tumultuous for a while. I do think it they'll drop a little bit by uh, the end of the year, uh-huh. uh, but you know we're looking at still high fours, low fives, uh, NMLs. NMLS number two six three six two, and uh, so that, I, I just think that's where we're going to kind of end up by the end of the year, which is still not a bad rate. No. I know it's not where we used to be, but uh, it's it is putting some challenges on on people as far as when you know they were approved back in February and it was you know mid threes and now you're you know low five, so that, you know people don't like that payment increase. No, but it's better than the alternative throwing money down the drain renting. So that's right. I let's agree. move over to Chuck. Uh, Tammy sent us an uh, email. Again, we're doing our shows on Zoom. We upload it to uh, YouTube. And in case you want to see a rebroadcast of that, very simple. You go to LouisvilleAnswers.com, LouisvilleAnswers.com. So um, we take your, your uh, emails as questions rather than phone calls. And Tammy sent us an email. Uh, she says a neighbor had a tree cut down, Chuck, that mm-hmm. was on the neighbor's property. The tree company that the neighbor hired dropped a large branch of the tree through Tammy's shed. She's oh. wondering, what does she do? Who's at fault? The neighbor, the tree company? What's going on? Well, it looks like, uh, you know, obviously I can't give specifics on any particular case always other issues involved yep. uh, but if you if you hire someone to do a job and they damage you uh, typically you could probably go to both locations uh, the person that oh. did the damage and the person who hired them to do the job for which they damaged ah so so what's their first call is it to her insurance agent or always to the insurance company and then they generally will go ahead and start uh, parsing out who they're going after to and again that's that's her insurance company right correct okay. all right and she doesn't get faulted as uh, against her 
because this was the neighbor's deal. Correct? Now that's an insurance company, how they, you know, how they handle that kind of thing. I don't, yeah, I can't tell it. you yeah. that. Uh, but from a legal perspective, if I hire somebody to do a job and they damage you in the doing of that job, yeah, yeah. I'm on book too. Yeah, I got you. All right, back over and, and listen uh, on this one, Brandy, because uh, this is coming from a real estate agent here in the Louisville area. He's asked us to call him Billy, and he's here in town, and he has a serious problem that many of us have seen as real estate agents. He says uh, a VA appraisal on a property brought or bought, purchased by his buyer, came in more than $50,000 low. He noticed a trend of this happening when one particular appraisal company in town continues to come in low. Uh, We're not naming names, but those of us who are agents may be tracking this. He's wondering if his buyer should go to another lender and if the VA appraisal will stay with the property if he goes to another lender. Now, I know with FHA, it stays, the appraisal is staying with the property. What? Yes, it is, it's, it's uh, six months. Six, six months. months. And same with the VA. Now, they have 72 uh, hours after the appraisal comes out to contest it. That's, they have. Uh, yeah, that's apparently they, they have. did. And yeah. the, the, the appraiser said, nah, not going to do that. I'm staying with what I got. Uh, well, then that, then the only other alternative is, is to call VA direct and it gets, it, it, it gets very difficult and cumbersome. The yeah, chances so, of yeah. overturning that appraisal are very, it's not going to be, I, they're going to have to, what they would have to do is go conventional, which doesn't make sense right now. You want to be yeah. VA. So it's kind of sounds like they're going to have to move on from that property or come up with the 50,000 here. Here's a, a question, Chuck, Randy, uh, Greg, and I want to, I want to throw this out there. FHA has a bad name to it because of a variety of things, but one of the problems, which also appears with the VA loans now is that the appraisal stays with the property. So folks, here's what we're talking about. If Jim buys a house, the appraisal comes in low, Jim goes, and it's an FHA or VA loan, Jim goes to another bank in town, the appraisal that was done either by the FHA or VA appraiser is actually on record, and so the next mortgage company, the appraiser pulls that appraisal for the loan and shows the lower amount. With conventional loans, any appraiser comes in, they don't have record of what was done before, So they're doing, it's a fresh set of eyes. I can tell you that we've had experiences where there's been $50,000, $60,000 in discrepancy between one appraiser and another appraiser within the same time period of a week or so um, in the same house. So there's a real concern. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is. And, but the, the, and I, I understand your point. It's well well taken, but, but the, the difference is on an FHA or VA, you, when people go that route over conventional, it's a much more advantageous loan, lower payment, all the above. So I agree with you. Your your argument is is why can't they just clear that out and let someone else come in? Yeah. It is a rule of FHA. But, but to both your all's point, we might see some of some more of those FHA and VA loans coming back. I mean, the market's still hot. Aside from what Bob's talking about with the appraisal side, they're just less competitive. You've got more constraints on repairs and things like that. You can't necessarily waive the appraisal. And there's things you just, 
they don't necessarily have a bad name. They're just not as competitive in this market. But with rates going up, we may start seeing, you know, because they are more, they might become more advantageous. You might see more of them, but it doesn't change the the activity that's still happening in the market. Well, at, sure. well, I'm going to suggest, and then we'll so move on, uh, that the, uh, someone who's got a VA or FHA loan may lose to someone who's got a conventional, especially if someone's got cash, in a, in buying a home. Just Anyway, just a thought to think about for any buyer who's thinking about moving forward, what type of loan do you go with? If it's a choice, know that there are, our concerns from, but you know, here's, or, here's where yeah. my tinfoil hat guy comes in. It's like, does the government want those loans going? If you really think about it, if they wanted to, they could help that flow by lifting the restrictions that cause yeah. them to be less competitive against some of the other mortgages that are programs that are out there. Yeah. But you know, the, the, the raising of the rate, the, the yeah. hungry we're, appetite. We're talking about hat, the government. So yeah, I got my tin hat on. I got my tinfoil right. hat on. Remember. Yeah, they're still looking at you. All right. Roberto sent us an email, Chuck. He says he's buying a home. And his buyer's agent says the listing agent never sent over the lead base paint and home disclosure to review. So they got a contract. But Roberto says his buyer's agent never received the lead base paint or seller disclosure. And now it's been five days, and Roberto is wondering, is the contract dead? Is it valid? He also wants to get out of the contract anyway, so does he need to put together with his buyer a letter of termination? Your thoughts? My thoughts are the contract says what the contract says, so just read it. Um, I think it does say something about that, does it not, Bob? I believe three days. Yeah, three days. It needs to be received by three days or it's it's dead. Yeah, and fairly quickly. Because if, if you, it could be argued if you hang on for a while that you've waived it. So do you send a termination letter immediately upon after the three days? Or if you go a little longer, do you need it? And let them respond. Say, oops, sorry, we sent it to you. You just never got it. The termination letter. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. right. yeah, don't, you don't want to get stuck in a position where they can say, well, you didn't do anything. Right. Uh, to our detriment now you know that's not going to be something that the contract says but there's going to be a lot of case law on that yeah so over over communicates best don't ever let that always always. well and and so any buyer who's listening right now this is important if you're buying a house that good faith check needs to be in the hands of the listing agent within three days yeah it yeah it does i mean and i've seen cases where you know, the, the listing agent will come up with some, you know, reason or other, and the buyer's agent will accept that. And then it just keeps going and going. And, and after you've done that a few times, I think there's an argument that you've waived that. Uh, uh, and plus, you've got all the ethical violations for not getting that in. Uh, and yeah. if yeah. the deal falls south, your client might be looking at you to come up with that good faith deposit. Be warned. Got it. If uh, you're looking to uh, possibly put your home on the market, you want more information, uh, give me a call at 376-5483, Bob Sokoda, or go to bobsellmyhome.com. That's bobsellmyhome.com. Randy Alphonse sent us a letter saying he fixes computers for a living, and he usually is paid either by cash or a check. When he gets a check, he goes to the bank that it was issued on and cashes the check. 
Not sure about the legalities of that. Chuck, you may want to jump in on that. The problem is he now wants to buy a home. His lender is asking for proof that he's made the money that he claims he did. So he's wondering if he shows any sort of invoices, can he get in trouble with the IRS for what he's been doing? Is there any other way to show proof of income, Randy? I think you answered your own question. Well, I know. I, I didn't question, right? Yeah, right. Randy. Well, there, there, there are a couple things about that. Um, it doesn't sound like he deposited in a business account because if he did that, we can work off 50% of the gross income that they bring in as long as they've been in business for two years. So uh-huh. for example, if they, if they, if they're bringing in 20,000 a month, a $240,000 average for a year, for two years, we could, we could use $10,000 as income. Uh, but if he just uses strictly cash and then he's not reporting to the IRS that he's making now, if he's using strictly cash, but then he reports to the IRS, Hey, I'm making whatever that is minus whatever expenses he has. And he's making right let's say $70,000 a year, then we can, we can do that. But if, if he doesn't, if he's not done a or B, then I I don't see that there's an, uh, there's a long program for for him. That got it. All right. The key at the end there was, does, would he have to report it? And yeah, I mean, you need to, if you want to be able to get a house. (laughs) Well, you're laughing, but a lot of people do that. Uh, Chuck, any comment? Is that uh, something you want to get in the middle of? Uh, I'd say the IRS might be interested. If you call it, if you call it income, I'm betting they would. Yeah. There's certain, there's, listen, I'll joke about the government and just with my tinfoil hat. There's one yeah. branch of government. I don't, I don't like to see letters in the mail. So God, no. Yeah. No kidding. I don't mess with the IRS. That scares you. All right. <laughs> when we come back, do it yourself. Home projects that can really mess up your house. You want to pay attention to this. With us on today's show, we've got Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736. My son, Gregor, does our marketing photography and so much more. A little tardy today, but he's here because he's working. And you can reach me anytime uh, to get us out to talk to you about uh, listing and getting your home on the market and sold. You can reach me at 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26. 
1-800-926-3362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sikola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Thank you so much, Barbara Corcoran. I watched Barbara uh, doing her Shark Tank thing last week. And, oh, she's a tough cookie when she wants to be. Let me tell you, you do. I, w- Greg and I know it from personal experience. You do not want to be trading barbs with the she's, lights of yeah, Barbara. Yeah, she's exactly like she is in real life, yeah. Yeah, but in, uh, on TV, I got it. On TV, yeah. Also with us, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach him anytime at 499-6360. And Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can get your loan going immediately. Great rates, great people. And Randy's number is 6450736. So one of the things I am a big fan of is doing it yourself, folks. Uh, this past week, I pressure washed the deck and put a hole in my um, my hot tub cover when I accidentally oh. <laughs> tried to do something, and then Oops. stained the deck after a couple of days. And while I was doing something else, the roller went down the steps of concrete steps and left marks all the way down. So yes, I have a do-it-yourselfer, but I come to you with concerns that maybe I should not be doing some of these things. So here's some quick tips. Treating complete clogs in your drain with chemical cleaners because uh, they're formulated to clear stubborn clogs. The chemicals clear clogs by eating through hair, fat, and other substances, stopping the drain line. In most cases, drain cleaners can be used to clear partial clogs without causing significant plumbing damage. When a drain is a completely clogged, though, the chemical drain cleaner doesn't have anywhere to go. It sits in the drain line and eats away at the clog and potentially your pipes. So call a plumber. That's a suggestion. Installing structures on a septic field. That goes without saying. Pressure washing, siding, and shingles. Why didn't I read this prior to doing that? Because uh, if too heavy a pressure will go right through the shingles, it'll destroy them. Installing new flooring over old flooring, not so good. Oh. Don't conceal your AC unit with shrubs or behind fences because it doesn't get a breeze. It will uh, not a- operate as efficiently. Don't fix HVAC links, leaks yourself with duct tape. No, 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 don't do that. Uh, don't hide electrical junction boxes if you're 
covering up a wall because then it's buried in the wall and you got problems. You won't be able to find it and never use latex paint to cover oil paint. I've done that in the past years before I learned you don't do that. Latex over oil indicates or eventually means, you know what that means? It means you're going to have paint that's peeling off. Just melt off. That's what does it? Yeah. Oh, you did that? Latex over oil. Okay. Don't do that. Yes. Do not. That downstairs in uh, the girls' bathroom, and uh, it it just peeled right off. Yes. So there, I think there's a sealer you have to. Yeah, like it's like yeah. kills it. It's like whatever no, no, you put over for, it. Yeah, ask at the big box store. But I, I'm it. just yeah, I'm just telling you that's what that's now. Look at Chuck's learned something today. Oh, all well, right. This we yeah. charged me like six years now. Oh, well, now you know. <laughs> we keep now trying to fix it, yeah. and now we know why. Now we know it didn't it. work. Noelle uh, is, uh, sent us an email. She said she's uh, buying a home, and then all of a sudden her mom died. Sorry to hear that, Noelle. And she says she's now faced with paying some of the bills that her mom left behind, especially for the funeral. Noelle says she doesn't have the money to go forward with the house at this point. The good news, she says, is that uh, she never sent over the good faith money. So this is a little bit different take on what we just talked about. Does that mean that the contract is void since it's been a week since she sent over the contract since it was accepted? Chuck, you're saying, yeah. I say, no, that doesn't void a contract. If you don't do something that you're supposed to do and then you go, oh, I didn't do it. My contract is void. Doesn't right. work that, right? That's but, bad. Right? Yeah. That. Yeah. But then you know, that would that would just negate what we talked about earlier. But what you would just have to go through with the if they had done inspections and go that route. I'm assuming There's, that doesn't do. But I've had it set up where, um, oh, what was it? Something similar like that happened after all the timelines had been successfully met. Even more stringent. Yeah. Trying to use my mom died as the uh-huh. reason out of the deal and that it doesn't work you're breaking up a little bit yeah it doesn't work right it does not got it yeah all right well noel we wish you the the very best sorry about mom but yeah just note what you need to do is talk to your agent find out if you need a release officially so that you can get out of the country just try to at least send send one over tell them what's going on your your sounds like you might even be before inspections if it's only been 10 days you might be right through there if you haven't sent over the earnest money changes or they probably haven't sent the money over for an inspection so you know randy this question's for you emma is a first-time home buyer she listens to us all the time and she's asking what are the first steps in getting pre-approved for a home mortgage, what would you say from your perspective, Mr. Rocky? Uh, yeah, so we'll, what we do is we send a link over and then they fill out the application and then we pull credit and then we verify their income and assets uh, and then we get them a pre-approval letter. letter. Great. And and I, and I had heard a good time frame and I know, I know this well because Randy helped me get my first house, which got me on a great track because I didn't have the best credit when I went for my first house, but apply for your board. If you know you're going to buy a house six months plus in advance, at least six months so that you really know where you are, where you stand, what you can afford, especially in the changing market. Uh, don't just do it right before you're, you're trying to buy a home. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And you shop. I mean, I would also shop the, a lot of lenders have a little different in uh, rates, but what you're looking for is service. And I, I 
both Greg and I can attest to Swan having great service as well as good rates. Jimmy, he sounds like a nice guy. He sent us an email saying that his fiance's mom passed away owning taxes. This is the one I was telling you about. I uh, had asked him to call you. He said the taxes were due this past Tuesday. His fiance's brother refuses to pay his half of his mom's taxes. I guess the fiance is paying half. And um, there's also a concern that a will may have been forged. A, a second will had to be done, and it, basically it's all out there. So mm-hmm. Jimmy is wondering, how can he help his fiance? He's just trying to be a nice guy about this. Well, the property taxes aren't going to be that much. Uh, so, you know, there's there's always that. You pay them and go after them for uh, the difference if you owe them. But more than likely, it would be the estate that would have to pay it. And to get the estate going, you have to tell the will. Then if you think a will is improperly you know, if it was under duress or it's fake or forged. Uh, although I hear that a lot, I can't say as I've seen it more than once. Oh. Uh, I hear that a lot. Uh, or if you just, if mom signed it and she was incompetent, there's all kinds of reasons you can try and have a will set aside. What you do is you get an, yourself an attorney and you make an appearance in the uh, probate. A will is just a piece of paper until it's probated. Okay. That's when it becomes something. Okay, but I don't see how if mom passes and there's no will probated, why they're responsible for paying taxes. Do you go to court to probate? Uh, I don't do probate. I always pass uh, uh, people off to one of two folks who do that sort of thing. And uh, I know exactly who I'd send this one to Yeah, because uh, you want some also litigates in that in that arena. Um, and yeah, um, my guy's pretty good at that. So, Jimmy, I'm going to give you Chuck's number here in a few minutes, and I would call him, and he'll give you some direction on this. Back over to Randy. Lucas writes in with this question. Uh, is there – he's another first-time home buyer. We're getting a lot of first-time home buyers in the market these mm-hmm. days. He knows there's more than one type of mortgage out there, but what type of mortgage is best for him? How does he and others – how do they decide, Randy? What's, what, let's go yeah. through the types of mortgages, and then how do you pick? Sure. So there's a USDA mortgage, which is in rural areas. You have a VA loan, which is for military. Uh, you have an FHA loan, which basically anybody can get. Uh, and conventional, which, you know, those two, let me, a conventional, not everybody can get because of credit score. Yeah. Uh, and not everybody can get it. You still have to be obviously approved FHA, but real, real briefly on the USDA is a minimum uh, 620 credit score, no money down. Uh, VA is the same. Um, uh, you can't get in situations where you can go 580. Uh, FHA is 580. And then uh, uh, conventional, you will be 680 credit score and above. On the, on the FHA, you, your debt compared to your income, they go higher than a conventional by about 10%. So, uh, there will be situations where you would use uh, uh, FHA over conventional if you're wanting to uh, buy a bigger home and you have your debt to income is really tight on approval. So there's a lot to this. And I guess based on his credit score in this case, Lucas's credit score, that's really where he's going to end up deciding what 
loan is best for him. And if he's a, a vet, then a VA loan may fit him as well. That's right. And there's non-qualified mortgages, which you can get in a whole plethora of options where people can do state and in, or not state income, income on self-employed borrowers and all that. So yes, to answer your question, Bob, uh, you, you said it very well. There's, there's, it's, it looks, it's pretty complicated. It, we, yeah. we, we whittle it down and make it very easy for our clients. But, uh, uh, at the very beginning, it, we got to do what's best for the client as far as rate and terms and what best fits them. We are just about out of time. If you are thinking of putting your home on the market, you're looking for some tips. We've got a booklet. Uh, it's free, no obligation. It's all about helping to sell your home, some useful tips within it. If you want a copy, send me an email, bob at com. Put selling tips in the subject line, and I will send that out to you ASAP via email. Our thanks to Chuck Crosby, and if you want to talk to Chuck not only about closings, but also about wills. Put it this way, if I don't do it, I know who does. <laughs> there you go. So this uh, is a valuable, very valuable a wide drag net. Yeah, he has a wide, a wide net of uh, people. So Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Office is 499-6360. And then if you're looking to uh, finance your home, whether it's a refi or a purchase, you can reach Randy Rocky at Swan Financial at 6450736. I thank my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me anytime on my cell phone. Just call me. Even now, I'm getting off the air. You can reach me. 376-5483. That's right. I will pick up the phone. 376-5483. Thanks everybody for being here. We will see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.